Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. Happy Thursday to everyone. Tonight is November 19th, 2015. I'm Cherry Garcia. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. And I thank you for being here for Mike on the Mic, our Survivor Second Chance Recap Show with host Big Mike Albright. He's the most amazing Survivor fan ever. Currently, he's met 428 Survivor alumni, and I don't see him slowing down any on his passion. If anything, I think he's just getting revved up, and I believe we may see Mike on Survivor someday in the future. By the way, I want to take this time to say welcome back to Big Mike. Um, He just had surgery last Wednesday, so he wasn't here with us last Thursday. Um, For the entire show, he did call in for just a few minutes. uh, And we certainly did miss you. We're glad you're back. And he's bringing on another epic special guest tonight. Nina Porsche from Survivor Worlds Apart will be here to recap the latest episode of Survivor Second Chance with Big Mike, and you're invited to call in and talk with them by calling 1-347-237-5506, and make sure you follow that by pressing the number one key on your get on our switchboard. Myself and Paul from Minnesota will be your co-host tonight, so before we get too busy uh, in the background doing things that we do, let's say a quick hi to Paul in Minnesota. And then I'll bring up our host and get this show on the road. Paul, how are you tonight? I'm hi, Chair. Hi, everyone. I'm I'm all right. Uh, just it's getting cold here. We're going to get down to 22 overnight and a high of 32 tomorrow. So it's finally more seasonable. But otherwise, not much going on. Yikes! I don't like those winter temps. I'm already ready for April. <laughs> well. 
Let's bring on Big Mike and welcome him back. Here we go. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Welcome back, Big Mike. It's great to be back. It was so strange not not doing the show last week, but um, you guys did a phenomenal job. I listened to the uh, broadcast, and a huge thanks I'd like to give out to, uh, well, for the show component, Mike Scoopin and his guests, Troy Zan and Tracy. Just, I don't know, it was an amazing two hours, and I... I learned a, a few things listening to it, so it was great. I'm glad they could do it. And just all the the warm wishes, being in the hospital on the Survivor Day last a week from uh, yesterday, and it's it, I, it it feels like I've been out of surgery a week, and it doesn't, but I'm recovering still another day or two here at home. But just want to say thanks to everyone that sent their thoughts and prayers and phone calls and texts and stuff on Facebook. It was uh, real emotional time, but I did get to watch the show from the hospital bed, and I think that got tweeted to Probst, and uh, he did reply to it, so that was kind of surreal. The people, I think uh, Lisi from Fiji said that was some gangsta shit or something. I was like, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty funny to see, but I, I made sure the surgery was in the morning, so come hell or high water, I was going to watch a show, and I was on the fourth floor. So uh, I was ready to rock and roll. So it was a last week was a great episode, and this week was a, another amazing episode. We're getting, you know, it's this has been a really good season, and no real duds of episodes, and exciting things are happening that have never really happened on Survivor before. Another, you know, two things in this episode that I can recall that are brand new, brand new things. What do you think of the episode, Cherry? I think it's been wonderful. This has been a really fun season. Um, my husband and I were talking about this last night. This season has been a great season because you go into tribal council and you don't know who's going home, where some of the previous seasons you've kind of already known who's going home. You know, they kind of tease mm-hmm. you with something else that might happen, but you kind of know who's who's going yeah. In some of the previous seasons. This season, you know, they have some teasers, but you truly don't know what in the hell is going to happen. And I think that comes down to these folks with their second chances. They're not taking anything for granted, and they're just wanting to take the game to a to a new place. And, you know, I haven't really been I, – I voted for Fishback. I haven't really – you know, I, well, I've not really been down on the buy-in with the buy-in group, but – my goodness, he's the one willing to move and shake, and there is this evolution of Survivor, which is amazing in its 31st season. 
that new wrinkles can occur. And the something boring, you know, I'm I'm all pro old school survivor when one big alliance just put gongs another group and that we've seen that before and it's interesting when it does happen it's interesting when it doesn't happen but this whole you know new thing with these voting blocks that are fluid um and the players willing to tap into that you know spencer and jeremy you know jumped on board the voting block train and went with the the witches as they're now being called or the witches coven which harkens back to you know micronesia there was another popular, you know, witches group there. It's uh it's unfortunate when when women are in a minority there that other women are calling them witches when basically they were just a smaller group of people. So I don't really I think they've embraced the name. I just shared a picture on Facebook with somebody photoshopped Hocus Pocus with uh Wentworth Sierra and Abby and I can't stand the movie Hocus Pocus, but when I saw that cover, I was like, oh, I'd watch that Hocus Pocus for sure. So. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, really good, really good episode. And we got a great guest that's lined up, so I can't wait to get her two cents on everything that's happened up to episode nine. She's on our switchboard when you're ready. Let's, uh, let's bring her in, sure. Let's do this. Hey, can you guys hear me? Nina, thank you. Nina, thank you yeah. so much for calling in. You're on with Big Mike. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. We're good thank here. You so Everything is good. What what's your uh what's your take, Nina? Uh we're nine episodes into a crazy second chance season, I guess. Uh what's was, your, I guess no, go well, ahead. You know, Sorry. It was a crazy episode. It, it, I had to actually watch it twice because I needed to sit down and find out, okay, now, who was voting for who and what was going on and what was Stephen talking about? Um, mm. You know, I don't know if he made a good a good move or not. I personally probably would have tried to go with uh, the three girls, you know, mm. and try to make something with that. Um, I was actually shocked that he was able to talk Spencer and Jeremy into voting with him and the three girls. Mm-hmm. That shocked me. I was I was really shocked by that. I loved uh you know the look on everyone's face um you know when they realized that Jeremy and Spencer weren't voting with them. You know, Joe and Keith, Kimmy, Tasha and Wigglesworth when they realized uh, well, I don't know that they knew Jeremy and Spencer are the ones that flipped, but when they realized their plan kind of fell through mm-hmm. and and Kelly was getting blindsided. But it, it was uh, a crazy episode. That fourth Wigglesworth vote was when Kimmy, that look in her eye, and then Keith was, you know, Keith seems he's always a little confused, but he got really confused there, and they're like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, we, yeah, we know- got the... Minority girls and they're—it's uh, a six to three to two vote. It's just these crazy votes this it, season. It was crazy, and you almost—you almost had to feel sorry for Kelly when she got voted out. That look on her face was just like—I don't know—it was so emotional, you know. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. expect for—I didn't expect for her to go, um, you know. But I—I I mean, I kind of knew it was going to be her. It did seem like Stephen was pretty convincing in his argument. You know, with Jeremy and Spencer, mm-hmm. although Spencer seemed kind of, you know, I don't know, should I do that, should I not? I mean, it was a big decision for them. 
So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how it plays out. You know. I think I think one of the things that was evident for a while is Kelly's gotten a pretty. You know, editing's a big. You were you were just on your last season, but editing's right. a huge thing. But I think. No one's gotten, I mean, Steven's gotten kind of a negative edit, but Wigglesworth's gotten him almost an invisible edit, and she's been doing stuff because people were talking about how big of a threat she was. I feel, I wish Survivor would, you know, fully represent all the characters well, and players. exactly. Yeah, exactly, because when, who was it that, it was Steven that said, um, you know, Kelly was playing a social game, and she was tight with everybody, and she talks to everybody, and I'm like, she does? <laughs> we haven't you know? seen it. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't seen her social game at all, and that is a complaint, you know? It's like mm-hmm. they they need to edit everybody so we can see what's going on with everybody. And, you know, typically the person that's getting booted usually gets some pretty decent screen time, and she got nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so in a way, you're kind of sitting there going, oh, it's not going to be her. She hasn't even been on the screen hardly. It's been Steven. You know, is he going to get blindsided and they're just not even showing us this? You know, what's going mm-hmm. on? So, yeah, I mean, she has definitely been invisible. I wish we could have gotten to know her better. Yeah, especially being a season one, like, she got all the way to the end with Hatch. She was, you know, riding the fence between, am I going to be in the Alliance back then? Am I going to you know, be with Pagong, and she has a great story, and, you know, she's one of the, you know, exactly original people. Exactly. I, you know, I would have loved to have played Survivor in, in one of the first two seasons and played old school because I, I just really liked the way the game was played back then. So mm-hmm. it does make me wonder, I mean, not for all of the old schoolers, they, some of them seem to have acclimated pretty well, but... You know, it seemed like it was really hard for her to get into, you know, the new school survivor and playing that way. I mean, I don't think she was really happy with that whole concept. So I just wonder, mm-hmm. is it would it be hard for a lot of them, you know, to to switch gears and play, you know, the new school way? Well, I think well, Kimmy and Varner picked it up pretty quick, and I think. You know, some of these, some of the casts that are, are, you know, in the event and charity circuit and they're around people and they seem more engaged. I hadn't seen Kelly Wigglesworth from the first couple of events until 2010, and I didn't see her again. So I think she's been a bit removed from the whole thing. And I, I, I don't, she said she was still watching, but I think just just wasn't, you know, up on everything like some of these new – I think Varner came in guns blazing and knew exactly – what to do, and he was just a little bit, you know, physically right. overmatched. But, you know, Kelly, on the other hand, was just as strong as she was when she was 22. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, like you're saying, the game really went by her. So. Well, I think that, you know, for some of the players, um, you know, you go in with this idea of this is how I'm going to play. This is this mm-hmm. is going to be my strategy. This is how I'm going to play. I had that. And, mm-hmm. and obviously that did not work for me at all. Um, you know, and I think that sometimes for some people, you get that in your head, you get out there, you don't eat, you don't sleep, the personalities you're working with aren't what you thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. and then it's some for some people like me, it's just hard to switch and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to, you know, come up with some different game plan or something, and maybe that's what it was for her, you know, it's just too... She mm-hmm. just didn't like that 
that way of playing the game. Well, one thing that I know I I know I feel and I think a lot of the viewers do is we just I love the history and the context. I would be curious what your strategy was going going into the game and also You've been, I think, trying to get on the show for a while, so you were mentioning wanting to be on season one or two, but what was your, your own journey onto the show, and then ideally how would you like to play it differently if things would have been different? You know what, Mike? I didn't really catch very much of what you just said. I'm sorry. Okay, I can repeat. Um, my question was mostly, like, how did you get – you know, your journey to getting onto the show, and then how would you ideally have wanted to play it differently? You know, you said you had those specific things, some specific oh. things you wanted to do. Yeah. How would, you mean how would I have played different in my season? Oh, yeah, like you were saying you wanted to play differently. Like, I don't know, oh, you were yeah. expecting eight or nine people, well, and then, yeah. Well, you know, I I would have played much more aggressive because I am a much more aggressive person in my you know, what comes out of my mouth. Mm. So I really bit my tongue a lot. And I'm a very, very bossy person. You know, I'm a, I'm a mom, and I'm mm-hmm. really good at bossing around. You know, I've got a 20- and a 30-year-old, so I'm really good at that. There were several times when I was out there that I just wanted to tell them, you guys are doing this wrong here, let me show you what to do. I mean, nothing to do with, like, building the shelter, although they did screw up the roof. Mm. Um, and I just kind of sat there. I offered several times to... You know, can I help you with that? And they, they were like, no. And I knew they were messing it up. But I think I would have just been much more out there and much more aggressive and not, you know, been quiet because I was pretty quiet. My husband even said he was pretty shocked at how quiet I was. <laughs> I just would have, you know. But when I went out there, the one thing is, you know, on Survivor is you lie and and you you know you cheat, you lie, you 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 know and you stab people in the back. I mean, that's all part of the game. And there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think, in the context of the game. But mm. there's also nasty play, you know, when people are just mm. down and outright nasty. And that's what I didn't want to be. I didn't want to come off as a really nasty person. And I know my personality. Sometimes I get really bossy and, you know, telling people off and, and things like that. Um and I was really afraid that without food and, and sleep, I would come off as a really nasty person, and I just didn't want to come off that way. So, I'll, and instead, I just kind of bit my tongue a lot. Okay. Did you feel like you were a no caller, or did you like being on that with that group, or would you prefer to be in a different group? Or I mean, did you like oh, the, yeah. I, the season, the twist of having the white, you know, the white collar, blue collar, no collar? Did you like that, or? Well, you know, no, I I am not a no-collar person at all. I mean, you know, in in some ways, yeah, but not my professional life. And, you know, it's really kind of funny because we did a lot of, you know, pregame interviews and stuff like that. And um, basically, I've been a stay-at-home mom for a number of years, and, you know, a lot of a lot of what I was being interviewed, they asked me, you know, what are you going to tell your tribe that you do for a living? And it's like, well, I'm going to tell them I'm in sales because that's the last job I did and that's the one that's most familiar to me and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when I stepped on that mat and it was no collar, I was just like, holy crap, now what am I going to tell everyone? I can't tell them that's what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I was, you know, and I thought, all I thought was, gosh, all those producers are just sitting there laughing because they knew my whole story, 
was not going to pan out because I wasn't going to even be able to use it. So, you know, no, I'm more of a white-collar person. My jobs have always been where I've been the boss and the manager and, you know, made the rules and told people what to do. So it was really tough, you know, being a no-collar person, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that tribe. Being a white-collar person in a no-collar tribe was hard. It's got to be tricky, and I imagine they, from what I understand, it's similar to uh, Brains, Beauty, and Brawn, that they kind of pick the people they like, and then they kind of shoehorn you guys into something that fit the theme, which I don't know. That just doesn't make sense to me, but I, it seems like what they did, because there were some people that had weird assignments in general, I thought, including yeah. you. Yeah. I did, too. I mean, it was almost like, it was just kind of a last-minute made-up thing or something because you kind of look mm-hmm. at it and went, well, okay, maybe, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was, I don't know. I don't know how they do that stuff. It's a fascinating thing. And, uh, and had you been trying to get on for a while or were, was uh, was, uh, was the world's a part of your first try or what was your journey getting onto the show? Because I think a lot of the, Listeners are fascinated by the process of getting on. My journey to actually get on the show? Yeah. Oh, well, um, Natalie Tenerelli and I, mm-hmm. um, okay, we go to the same hairdresser, and she was okay. helping. Yeah, she was helping Benry look for some people to, you know, to get on the show. And so she just asked my hairdresser if she knew anyone. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, my client Nina, blah, blah, blah. I told her my whole story and everything. And then Natalie contacted me, and it just kind of took off from there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a little hesitant at first just because of, you know, my hearing. And at that point, um, I guess, let's see, I'd only lost my hearing maybe five or six years at that point. So it took a couple mm. of years before I actually got on the show, you know, and I mean, I'm always, I'm very confident with, you know, my hearing loss and using cochlear implants and stuff, but, mm. you know, I, it's hard for me to hear whispering and things like that. So it was like, oh man, you got to hear whispering on Survivor. Now I have some oh, new yeah. equipment I can hear whispering with now, you know, with oh. my new equipment, but... Uh, when I was on the show, that equipment hadn't hadn't gotten out on the market yet, so it's it's pretty new stuff. Well, if there's a second chance there, maybe you'd have better equipment. And if I were to up in, in Maine, you got well, we got to work with you in uh, at the Durham Warriors Challenge, and it probably would have even been helpful there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that. I'll be there again next year helping out. I like it too, and I'll, I'll be in more shape, and uh, it's, a, it's better. It's a little earlier, so I can even come out. I'll, I'll probably be out there for a week, week and a half, just running through the woods of Maine and getting ready to interview people. And it's a, it's a great, it's a great charity for sure. It, it definitely is, definitely. Yeah. Well, 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 going into this season, um, I don't know. Were you actively voting? Were you, were there, are the people that got on there the ones you wanted, or are there people that didn't make it that you were rooting for? What's your, well, what's your perspective with the second well, chances? You know, I mean, I was, I was really rooting for Kelly Wigglesworth. I really wanted to see her get to the end. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also rooting for Kimmy, who is still on. Okay. And um, I'm rooting for Jeremy. I was rooting for Cass. 
I mean, there's a lot of a lot of these people I know outside of the game, so you know, I, I like them. It's it's tough, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the game. But those were probably my top ones that I'm rooting for. Now I'm rooting for, you know, it, it, Survivor is funny. You can watch it one week and you hate someone. The next oh, yeah. week you love them and you hate someone else, you know. And, oh, yeah. I mean, right now I would love to see the three girls, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> Kelly, um, Sierra and Abby, I'd love to see them go far. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I like the underdog. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I was really happy that none of them went home last night. And I then like I, and then I was sad. What's that? I said I like that group a lot too, especially you know Wentworth and Abby have done this show, so we're a little right. we're a little biased for them. So <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I was. I mean, I hate to say, it, but I was really kind of wanting Stephen to go home last night. So I don't know. He, I thought he played a good. He played a good episode last night. That's who I wanted to go home before the episode even aired. Mm-hmm. But watching him last night, you know, he really pulled off something that was pretty hard. I mean, he's definitely working on his social game, I think. Oh, yeah, he's trying to change it up from token sheets, and he's so he's so worried about an alpha male like uh, Joe doing what JD, JT did to him and, you know, going to the end and taking all of his votes. So I, I really I – I've not been a Fishback fan, like I said, either until this week when he, you know, mixed it up, went with the girls and – you know, right. went against that majority of eight people. So I think it was great. Plus, is uh, that jumping off in the immunity challenge for that advantage, having no idea, and he beat Spencer and swimming. I was really, really surprised he was able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really, I have no opinions on whether I thought Spencer was going to be able to, to make that swim or not. I'm not a great swimmer, so, yeah. uh, you know, I could have, you know, done that short jaunt, but I'm not, uh, you know, I can't swim far. Yeah. Far, you know, but, um, yeah. I mean, the thing with Survivor, the way I look at it, is it's just one of those games that you really have to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, I mean... In a way, it's oh, like, yeah. you know, I hate to say it's like a popularity contest, but, I mean, people have to like you to want to keep you around, but not like you in the way that they know everyone likes you, and if you get to the end, you might win. However, you know, I would like to be at the end with someone that everyone liked, but prove to the jury I was more worthy to win mm-hmm. by the things I did in the game and not just being liked. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's a that's an honorable way to play because there's a lot of people that just want to go to the end against a couple goats that people don't like and that they don't think will get the votes. But it, I like I would prefer to go against, you know, somebody and go against the best and beat them, too. I think that would be how I Ex- would want to do it. Yeah, that's exactly how I would want to do it, too, you know. I just, you know, I if I'm going to compete in anything, you know, I want to compete with people that are wanting to play hard, kind of like Sierra was saying, you know, you come on, play. You know, don't don't just sit around, play the game, play hard. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like when I, when I run races, you know, I want to win the race against other runners. I don't want 
people walking the race, and I come in first because the other 999 mm-hmm. people decided to walk the race. Well, that's not any fun. You want to beat the strongest competition, and I think in this season we got some amazing, some amazing competitors that are. You know, this is their second time around, so I don't think any of these people are taking anything for granted. Even with you know editing, we get it's amazing how hard they're battling. And that was a monsoon out there. I can't even imagine standing on that triangular thing in in normal conditions, let alone in the pouring rain without eating for twenty days. No way. When I saw that last night, I was telling my husband, oh, my gosh, I am so glad I did not have to do anything like that. I would have been able to do it, but I would have been so miserable. Mm-hmm. You know? Was it that rainy year, year season? I don't recall during your time there. Was it was it that rainy in uh, Nicaragua? I, I don't remember. No, it was not. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, it rained like the tribal council where I got voted out, it was raining pretty hard and lightning and thundering and stuff like that, but it wasn't like the tribal council last night. I mean, we, Mm -hmm. I I, I think we were chilly, but we weren't cold, but I do remember thinking, I knew I was getting voted out, and I do remember thinking, um, well, at least I'm going to be warm tonight, and they all have to go back, and they probably won't have a fire, and they'll be freezing and wet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. For sure. I was a little bitter when I got voted out. <laughs> I can imagine. I know I would be uh, very agitated if I was in the game and then, you know, get your torch snuffed. I I would be sticking it to everybody. I hope it rains really hard and lightning and well, all that. Well, you know, it is. I mean, it, and what I think is really tough, at least for me, is um, was getting voted out and feeling like no one liked me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if I don't even know if it was shown on TV. I don't think it was. I think it was edited out when Jeff said to me, um, "You're not used to this, are you, Nina?" I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm not used to being mm-hmm. treated like this. I'm not used to being treated like a deaf person. I've never been treated like that. I mean, and I don't want to insult the deaf community at all. Mm-hmm. But you know, I lost my hearing later in life, so I wasn't mm-hmm. born deaf. So most everybody that is in my life." I would say 99% of the people are hearing people, and then the other 1% um, that's in my life are probably, um, you know, deaf people with cochlear implants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I've never been treated that I couldn't hear. I mean, my friends and family all know sometimes they'll say things to me and I can't hear them, but they don't treat me any different. They treat me just like I am a hearing person, and we all joke and laugh about it. But out there I was treated like I had leper or something. I don't know. It was just crazy. And so, they just, you know, didn't, I, they just didn't respect. They just didn't yeah. respect what you could bring. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, Survivor isn't the kind of game where you know you really expect to have people respect you or give you any mm-hmm. kind of accommodations or anything like that. But yeah. I really just wanted to play the game, and I could hear. That's the whole thing. Joe didn't think I could mm-hmm. hear, but I could hear, and that was the whole thing. It's like just, just treat me like I can hear, and let's just play this game and try to get to the end. You know, let's try to get all of us mm-hmm. no-callers to the end. And we, we just didn't all get along, and, you know, it fractured. And I tried convincing them that we all need to feel like we all belong and we need to get along because that's how you win challenges. And Jeff even told us at Tribal Council, you guys are all playing like this is an individual game. And it's like, yep, that's how they're playing. They're not playing like a team. So Yeah, they even sat you out a challenge, like that one challenge. I'm like, even if you think you're having a challenge with the hearing component, 
you're very athletic, so you could still help carry a bucket that everyone's carrying. I don't know why you would. I just don't understand why that happened. Why it didn't make any sense? Yeah, I. You know, that's just that was that was Joe's dumb decision. So I don't know. It was it was crazy. Um, you know, that's that's just part of the game. You have all you different types of personalities out there. With being different ages too, and their their perception of your 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 challenge, you think was there a component there, or they just didn't give you the time of day, and it was just it would have been the same if you were their age. Was that a factor? Do you think, or if I was closer to their age, would that have made Possibly. a difference? I, I just don't know. Yeah, I was just wasn't sure because there was a definitive difference there. So I don't know if that just magnified their own you know right. bias they already had. Well, yeah, I mean if. Yeah, they. I mean, it was it was tough. I, you know, I I just had lunch with Will yesterday, and we were talking about our cast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the ages of everybody. I mean, there was only two fifty-year-old people on the whole cast out of eighteen, and that was me and Carolyn. And then there mm-hmm. was only three forty-year-olds, and that was Will, Dan, and Kelly. The rest yeah. of everybody was in their thirties and twenties. You know, twenties and thirties. So it was a very very young young cast. You know, and and no matter how hard, I guess, you try, they still look at you as, well, just like, you know, I don't know if it was Jen or Haley that said, well, you know, it would just be kind of weird to go skinny dipping with her because she's like our mom's age, and I wouldn't want to go with my mom, which is very odd because I have friends that are in their 20s, and we all hang out and have a great time. I'm not going to say we went skinny dipping or anything, but... Yeah, we have a really good time, and I don't think I have a 50-year-old mind, you know, Mm. set. My mindset is much younger than than a 50-year-old. I felt so bad for you. I don't, I don't feel like they gave you a chance at all on that show. And I, there was so many times I felt like screaming at my TV, (laughs) you know, because they just weren't giving you a chance. And I knew how bad, I could see how bad you wanted to play. Yeah. And it made me so mad that they weren't giving you a chance at all. It was like yeah. they were just taking you and setting you aside. And yeah. I was so angry, you know. Well, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I was so mad. You could see what they were doing, and I could see how badly you wanted to be a part of it, and you wanted to play so bad, and you had so much to bring to the table, and they I just know. weren't giving you your shot, you know? Right. It, it was horrible what the way yeah. they were treating you, and I just, my heart was breaking for you. I just, I wanted to go out there and just slap them around a little bit and say, <laughs> wake the hell up, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I yeah, well, thank you. I mean, you know, it's it, it is just a game, and after it's all said and done, you know, I mean, uh, for the most part, they're not really like that in real life. You know, it's just that when you're out there and you start thinking about it as a game and you want to win, and I don't know, you just start to pick at people's weak spots, and, you know, I guess they saw that as a weak spot, so, or at least a spot that was going to get to me. You know, but that's okay. I mean, I'm fully recovered it. from it. For us fans, it was very difficult for me to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm sure for a lot of people, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Well, thank you for the kind words. I'll echo what Sherry just said. It made me 
it really made me dislike uh, Jen and Haley and uh, <laughs> even Joe. And then I, I just didn't care for Will. And I love him now, but he was just one of the worst players ever. I'm like, they're keeping this guy and getting rid of Nino? Is this, I was, you know, I'm, <laughs> I try to be unbiased, especially doing this show, and I meet all you guys, and you know how much I care about y'all. But it was just like, what the hell are they doing? I just I just didn't like yeah. it. So. Yeah. Uh, darn it. Maybe I'll get a second chance someday. Well, we do so. a lot of campaigns on here for sure. We've uh, we've already people have already pitching. Nalita was on here about a month ago from Marquesas, and you know we want these, this to be one of the avenues where the cast can, you know, sing their glory. And if production's listening, you know, here's some awesome people to keep in the mix for second chances too. Which Bye. I it has to happen again. This was extremely popular, and it's a theme that you know, makes sense. There's rumors of what, of you know, something's going to be repeated that was just around. We've had blood versus water. Uh, right. I hope they don't do a, a blue or a blue collar, white collar, or no collar rehash. Yeah. That was an interesting thing, but I would think at second chances, you could almost do every other season or for shoot a couple seasons in a row. There's so many alumni that would be phenomenal. I know. Really. It really was. I know. I hope they do it again. I mean, I'm not a real big fan of um, returning players, but, Mm -hmm. you know, this season where it was, you know, returning players that have never won and never played and haven't played two times, you know, have only played one time. That concept I like much better than bringing someone back that's already played a couple of times because I think Mm -hmm. each time you play, you get an advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, Just you know, you know what to expect in the game. Um, you know how you're going to feel, so you kind of mentally prepare for those types of things. So going into the game, um, you know, the more you play, the more prepared mentally and physically, you know, you are because you know where your weight points were the first time around, the second time around. So, you know, it's just, I, you know, I don't, I, two times I think, that's enough for anyone to play. Give everyone else a second chance. <laughs> oh, for sure. How did you think, uh, well, Carolyn and uh, Max, well, Mike was too in the mix to come back, but Mike won, so that immediately withdrew him. You think, how do you think they would have done in this uh, second chance format, those those two from your season? Max, how do I think he would have done? Yeah, Max uh, and Carolyn, yeah. Well, I think, well, both of them, I think they would have done really well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that both of them would have totally learned from, you know, their mistakes. I can't even say that Carolyn really made many mistakes, if any. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe a better, you know, speech at, for the jury or something. I don't know. I can't even say it was bad. But I don't know. I don't think we got to see a lot, enough of what went on to know why Carolyn didn't win, because I honestly thought she deserved it. I think she did, too. I think people just might have liked Mike more. It seems like maybe or more his former alliance was available to vote for him, maybe. I don't think yeah. she did anything bad, either. I do think Max, as a fellow super fan, was a little too energetic with every single right. thing that happened on the show, and I think that was his. And I, I think he would take that way back if he was back in yeah. it. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, he. Um, I think he would have learned from that that 
you know, he had to kind of tone that down a little bit if he would have gotten a chance to play a second time. You know, Max is a great guy. I get along with Max mm-hmm. really well. And, um, you know, I think that being a super fan like he was, him and Shereen both, and talking about it so much probably did get on people's nerves because, you know, it can. Yeah. I mean, I was a fan. I would not call myself a super fan. I would call myself a big fan. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike, I knew you before I got on the show. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, so I was a fan, and I still am a fan. And even when I meet some of these survivors at different events, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's Ethan. <laughs> oh, I, still, was... I still feel, you know, starstruck when I meet the survivors for the first time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was on. <laughs> that's got to be so surreal. I can't even imagine people like, Wanting my wanting an autograph or wanting a picture. That just I know it's gotta get annoying too, but that just has to be a lot of it, fun sometimes. <laughs> it is, it is, it 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 is a lot of fun, and it's um just mind boggling sometimes when someone comes up to you on the street and go, "Hey, are you Nina from Survivor?" <laughs> you know, and you're, you're like, like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've done a lot of like public speaking when in the um cochlear implant community and stuff like that and you know hopefully inspired some people to follow their dreams and not let you know their hearing hold them back at all so it's 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 been a definite plus survivors that survivors done that a couple times with you know christy and yourself with hearing challenges and folks that like chad and uh kelly bruno Right. You know, missing missing limbs and whatnot, and just different types of people that aren't all, you know, supermodels from Santa Monica. It's nice to see people in, like somebody like Dan, a bigger bigger guy, or you know, lunch lady Denise. So just, right, exactly. You know, it's just we're all human. Oh yeah. You well, know. Sherry, I don't want to monopolize. I, I'm really I could I could talk to pretty much any survivor for extended periods of time, but did you have any other questions, Sherry, or any other callers in before we talk more about the episode, or? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no callers. Well, this, that, you know what, I I really want to see what is going to happen with Jeremy Spencer and Steven next week. Oh, yeah. You know, because they kind of turn their backs on the other five, you know, I mean, I'm really anxious to see how that all is going to play out. And to see if the voting block somehow comes yeah. back a little bit or if it – because now they've got a sort of six to four advantage. But right. I don't know. They're going to they're gonna have to rope somebody back in because I would – because I've played in some online survivor games with some similar number breakdowns, and they're going to need somebody from their original group to at around seven or so to kind of knock out these witches if they want to – get to the end those the three of them but then exactly. we've got jeremy jeremy's got two idols and we've got right. fish back with a a brand new advantage it's even better than dan's last season what is uh yes what yeah, was your take on that what's that what was your uh perspective on that new twist with it well, even one you know, it was funny um I actually, like I said, I had to watch the episode twice because I'm like, wait a minute, what is this new twist? Um, I would have loved to have had a twist like that in oh, my yeah. hot little hands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's he got a really a big advantage there if he uses it correctly. 
You know, and mm-hmm. I think Stephen is a smart enough guy to use it correctly. I think he's nervous about it and making sure he doesn't mess up and use it at the wrong time. But I think he's a smart enough guy to use it, you know, intelligently and really get an advantage over everybody. But what an awesome concept, stealing someone's boat. Oh, yeah. I had rewatched it just to take notes, and one of my, I was arguing with one of my friends because I was like, oh, he just gets to vote and knock out somebody else's vote. But when I rewatched it, not only does he get to vote for somebody, but he gets to nullify their vote. And then he yes. gets his second vote, and I, I didn't notice that on the original watch. That's that's a yes. lot of power. Yes, I know. I know. So it'll be really – I hope he uses it. I hope he doesn't end up getting voted out and he has to, you know, go to Ponderosa with it in his pocket. So I hope he, I hope he does use it because I would love to see it come into play and be used the way it was meant to be used and see everyone's faces when he uses it. I love the shocked faces. I love seeing the shocked faces. And there's what do you guys think about where, where he hid he... it? I'm sorry? What do you think about where he hid it? Oh, yeah. No. I know. I was concerned you know, about that. I was, too. I don't know. They don't really show you how far away from camp it is. And I don't understand why he buried it like that. I personally would probably lose anything I buried out there. I'm horrible with direction. It was right on the trail. And yeah. And it was not very deep at all. No, it wasn't. And it, it, I was very concerned about that. It was like. Well, and did he even <laughs> like put a rock or anything it or, on? Yeah. Or with did all he this rain put, that they're got coming. Yeah. They're showing like the torrential downpours that are coming what if the rain, you know, washes that up? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that is pretty crazy. And I don't even think he put a rock or anything on top of it, did he, to, like, hold it down or anything? No. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it really honestly only looked like it was a few inches deep. I personally would have put it in my bag and just carried my bag with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's, well, that's a nasty piece of clothing around it, so no one's going to go look and, or I don't yeah. know, put it in, keep it in your pocket. Yeah, because it's not like they don't know he has an advantage. They just don't know what it is. Right. Yeah, I could see right. that in a way, but keep the note for sure. You could yeah. get from a memento or, yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I know, because actually now talking about the rains and stuff, it makes you think about Australia when their rice floated down the river. Oh, right. You know? I mean, I'm concerned about that. I, I just wondered if anybody else thought about that, you know? And it does I show know. him really breaking down, at, you know, on um, the previews for the next episode. Stephen is really crying. Um, right. And breaking oh, down. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe he's also thinking about that advantage out there. Maybe it's not right. really showing it just yet, but right. maybe that's part of why he's breaking down over the rain. Right. He's not worried about that. That's true, you know. I didn't even think about that. I, I just love um, when I watch the episode for it to be a complete surprise. And I've always been one of these people, when I watch the previews for the next week, I try not to read too much into them. Mm. 
you know. So I didn't even think about that idea, but that's true. Huh. Well, I hope it doesn't because I really want to see. I really want to see it get played. Yeah, I want to see it get too. played and then Jeremy's multiple idols. That was so weird. He just went digging in that tree and it's just sitting in there. I'm surprised that 10 other savvy players that no one thought to look in a big old bushy tree for, you know, that idol. Yeah. You know, I spent hours and hours and hours out there looking for the idol and never found it. So I don't know if I'm just not a very good idol finder, and these guys are. You know, Jeremy finding two. Mm-hmm. You know? I well, mean, he's got a big advantage. Sometimes production likes certain people to find idols and not other people. So you never... You never know entirely if some of those are on the up and up, especially when something gets recycled back into the game. There's right. some times where everyone's or the person that really needs it magically gets an idol. So who knows? I love the show, but there's a little strange things that occur all right. from time to time. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I really needed one, and I did not get one. <laughs> those. Squirrely producer, so. (laughs) Well, the other funny thing with Jeremy's Idol was the, uh, instead of just finding an idol, they did that whole production of, you know, you've got to follow this path to this lantern. And and I'm like, what if somebody had followed Jeremy? Like, they're all that edgy. I'm surprised none of the people followed him to. I know. I've got to go to the bathroom. Uh, I'm not feeling well. Like, okay. Yeah, I know. Crazy. That's for sure. Yeah, the way they did that, um, you know, going down the path, and I don't know, that was kind of weird. I really thought they would, you know, again, hide it in a challenge. I thought that's what they were going to do with all the idols this year, but I guess not. I agree. It would have been better because everyone's watching each other and there's no time to kind of sneak under the structure when you've got a group of people, when it's just you versus everyone else. Yeah. Right. That's the first time I've ever seen an idol just hanging out, like, on a line with a light shining on it, hanging right out in the open. I know. Wrapped in a piece of cloth or something. I've never seen an idol just hanging wide open. Yeah, I know. I've never seen that before. I wonder how far away it was from camp. I mean, he could easily just tell people, I- I'm going to the bathroom, and no yeah. one's going to come with him, you know. And uh, and I wonder how far away that was. I mean, it's dark out there, really well, dark. He said, it was a, he said it was a path from the merge, so he may have right. had to go half a mile or something. Who knows? Right. Yeah, it's. I did not like traveling out at night too far away from camp because, well, I mean, you know, there's snakes and, well, we had vine snakes. So they were snakes that hung from the trees, and they looked just like the vine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I once someone spotted one of those, I mean, I like snakes, but I don't want, they said, don't let the vine snakes bite you. And then someone said, oh, it's okay if they bite you. And I'm like, you know, I do not want to be medevaced out of the game. I'm not picking vines anymore. <laughs> yeah, from a vine snake. <laughs> well, that, you know, well, that was my whole well, thing. Of, 
I don't want to get medevaced out, but uh, so I didn't like traveling too far away from camp at night because, like I said, unless the moon was out, it was really dark. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, but it had to be far enough away because they had that lantern. It had to be far enough away that no one else could really see it. So, yeah, because you I don't can know. see how they say if you light a match on top of a mountain, you could see that if it's there's and, no ambient light like 30 miles away. So it's Exactly. Be a, That'll be a good question for someone to ask Jeremy. <laughs> I will ask him at the finale. Well, I had another thing to talk about that's up in a tree. We've talked to Dan and Tyler and uh, Mike and some other people from – your season and a big theme that Shireen was fascinated about. We're not going to talk about Shireen on the show because, frankly, I know I don't care for her and I don't think Sherry does either. But uh, she was really talking a lot about the rampant monkey sex in Nicaragua. So I don't know. Um, maybe the part of the benefit of having some hearing challenges, maybe you you didn't have to see or hear that. But was that something that was on your camp too? Did you see what she was talking about or not? <laughs> Wait, about, okay, what was the very last thing that you said? And my camp... Oh, just, well, I was just saying, was there a lot of, were you bothered by the Nicaraguan monkey sex? Oh, was I bothered? <laughs> well, let me tell you. I mean, that that is something that maybe me and my close friends would talk about and laugh about and think it was really funny. Yeah. But to come and talk with about that with total strangers. I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. I mean, and most oh, people yeah. thought it was really weird. You know, you don't even know these people and you know, I mean, I was it Mama C that gave kind of the weird look like what is wrong with you? <laughs> she gave her a Mama C look that we saw for most of the season. I just disgruntled I know. I mean, you know, I guess that was just really weird. But I don't know. Maybe she felt comfortable enough to, I don't know. You know, when you're out there, no sleep, no food, your mind goes kind of crazy. And maybe that was what it was. But I did not see monkey sucks out there when I was out there. Okay. Uh, well, what are some things that you did? What are some cool things that that happened that we didn't get to see? Are there any things you were surprised that weren't on TV from your time in the game? From this season? Oh, from from your season. Just anything you were can recall, like, wow, this is interesting and happened. I'm surprised. You know, just stuff around camp, even not not like like some crazy something that happened. Just anything interesting that we didn't see that you thought we would see. Um. My fight with Jen. We did not see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> didn't uh, know that. Okay. Yeah, you did not see me lose my call when I was talking to um, Will about how they were treating me. I mean, okay. you saw you saw the tail end when I got upset, but the the whole Will, I I really lost it out there, and mm-hmm. Will did a really good job of just calming me down. Because I just, you know, you just kind of get to where you just had enough. And I just lost it. I was just like, okay, I'm done. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. if it weren't in the rules that I could not punch somebody, I, there would have been some fist slinging going on because <laughs> I was I was so angry. I just wanted to hit something. And I, you know, 
I have I have a temper. I, I mean, I don't hit people and stuff like that, but I really yeah. wanted to hit something out there, but then it's like, okay, Nina, then you'll break your knuckles, and then you'll get medevaced out. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, let's see. Was there really anything else? No. I mean, not around my camp. I was only out there like eight days, so. Mm-hmm. You know. I have a question. Yes. Um, I know that there's a lot of behind-the-scenes people there. And I've always wondered, I know they're, where they stay is like quite a, a ways away from you, but all the behind-the-scenes people have to eat. And when they're cooking their food, is is there ever a time that you guys can smell their food, like at your camp? They never eat around us at all. Okay. I don't. I don't even think they're allowed to bring food. Yeah, so I just never chewing gum. Their food cooking yeah. or or anything I, like wait, that, like your camp or anything like that. No, I mean where they stay is far, far away from where you know you just have like your day crew and then your night crew, and then I think even halfway through the day the crew switches out again. Um, but they don't bring any food with them. Not that I was ever aware of, and they certainly didn't cook anything. We never, I never smelled any food, and I have a really good oh, nose good. because when I lost my hearing, my nose got really good. <laughs> oh, hmm. well, that's that's good that you can't smell their cooking because that would be torturous. It and would you guys be torturous. So hungry. But you know what I did, and I would give this advice to anybody that goes on the show. I was only out there for eight days. But eight days is like a week plus one. I never got hungry that whole entire time. And all we ate was two little small scoops of rice. And what I did before I went on the show was I put on like, I don't know, seven or eight pounds. Mm -hmm. And then then, um, a couple of weeks before, I started cutting back on my calorie intake. So when I left to go on the show, I was only eating about 800 calories a day. Very smart. So I had my body conditioned to not want any more than that a day. So when I got out there, I wasn't hungry. Joe was starving all the time, and we caught these little crabs. And I'm like, you know, he's like, here's some crabs for you. And I'm like, I don't want them because they were just a pain to eat. And he's like, really? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, go ahead and eat them if you want them. Uh, You know, so... I don't even think if I smelled food. I mean, they talked about food constantly. I never talked about food. I don't even think smelling food would have even bothered me just because I really put my mind to it and and uh, just really cut back on eating before I left because I was so nervous about getting hungry while I was out there. Mm-hmm. And it's so well, smart. They don't know what they got rid of when they got rid of you. You were so prepared for that game. I was. I know. It was such a bummer. You know, I trained. Well, I'm a runner, but I also did uh, strength training for like a whole year before I left and weightlifting, but a lot more strength training than weightlifting. I know. It was really a bummer. They had a diamond in the rough, and they just didn't want to, to accept you for the gift that you were. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that that's so kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You, uh, that's, that's how I what, see it. 
what were I'm you? Sorry. What was that? For, what was the first thing you ate? Though you were pretty good with cutting back and being ready to not eat, but as soon as you got voted out, what was that first thing you ate or wanted to eat? Um, you know, I know this sounds really, really bad, but. Food just does not rule my life at all, so I really don't okay. even think about food. So when we got back to Ponderosa, they're like, okay, we made dinner. I don't even know what I ate. I cannot even remember what it was I ate. Wow, but this okay. is what – I got back to Ponderosa, and Vince said to me it was the funniest thing. He goes, Nina, I just want to give you a bit of advice. Don't eat a lot. Otherwise, you're going to spend the night in the bathroom. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really, Ben? So I did not eat a lot. He's like, wow, that was really good. You really didn't eat a lot. You're like the only one that didn't eat a lot that came back. Like, well, I didn't want to spend the whole night in the bathroom. I wanted to talk to you guys. <laughs> our, pa- our Ponderosa was great. The seven people I just spend the, you know, the time with at Ponderosa and, you know, on our trip to Costa Rica was awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better pre-jury family than what I got. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good bunch of people. What are some what were some fun things you did in Costa Rica? Because that's, that's sometimes I wish they'd show that like they show the Ponderosa videos, showing you guys' adventures off the show. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, and it's kind of a bummer that they don't do Ponderosa videos of the pre-jury people. Yeah. You know, if they put if they put it online, their people would watch it. I think people would love to. The whole casting process for me, I I always find it fascinating. But I, they'll never put it online. But pre Ponderosa could be for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Well, I'm trying to think, we could. Uh, well, we talked a lot about what we saw in the episode. I, I mean, we didn't cover every every line or anything, but I think we definitely covered the the high points. I were I were you surprised Abby wasn't picked in the reward challenge or was that pretty much uh, you know <laughs> I I feel so bad for anybody that doesn't get picked, especially in schoolyard picks, because as yep. a child I was not athletic. I uh, actually I was not an athletic person until about five years ago when my husband and I decided well, my husband's always been athletic, and he's always liked hiking and everything. And I finally said, okay, you know, we live out in California now, and let's go hike in the mountains. And that's when I started getting more athletic and running and doing all that stuff. So as a kid, I was not athletic mm-hmm. at all. So in our in our neighborhood, you know, we'd play like basketball with the family across the street. We each had basketball hoops, and we kind of used that as our basketball court. Well, I was always the last person picked. Always. Okay. So when I see those schoolyard picks, and they, I always feel so bad for the last person. So I felt so bad for Abby because that was the first thing I said. I'm like, oh man, it doesn't matter who wins because she's not going to go. Now was I yeah. surprised that it was? You know, I expected it to be one of those three. Yeah. You know. I think. And well. Wentworth was too strong. I was pretty sure, even though that they all tried to get her out, that she'd be somebody they'd want to. Well, you know, in that reward challenge, what I don't understand is, you know, when they were putting those pegs in and it Mm -hmm. would be like stair step, I don't understand why 
the green tribe. They were green, right? Yeah, the green right. tribe had a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, I don't get how they how could they not tell the length of those things? I don't understand. Did they not pre plan by looking at them and seeing which one was long and which one was yeah, short? I think the, were, like, hole, the hole depth was also different. It wasn't just the same hole. I think it because they were smart enough to see the, the different lengths. But I think what threw them off was the holes were different lengths too. Yeah, it was yeah, really. So. Like, I I was having fun watching that. I was just like, what what's going on here? Can you guys see? Yeah, but, you stick know. something in there and see how deep the hole is. And there were some pretty strong people on that. And I was like, what the what are you guys doing? Yeah, like it, I know. it would be challenging, but not as bad as they got their butts kicked. Yeah. <laughs> They did, didn't they? Oh, that's that's so depressing when that happens. I mean, it was just like our bucket challenge when they sat me out, and mm-hmm. we were so far behind. It's so depressing. I mean, you just keep pushing yourself to try to catch up, but sometimes you just get so far behind, there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. Except hope that if there's a puzzle at the end, that you know the other team isn't going to figure it out. You know, but yeah, that was a that was a, an interesting challenge. I kind of liked watching it. Well, they almost got lapped the uh, the purple group lap and the green group, and then the the good thing is there wasn't a there was a kind of a puzzle, but I, I don't like when they do you know puzzle at the end of every challenge. But right, you know, they... yeah, yeah, because that does get old if you start doing too many puzzles, you know, all the time. But let me ask you this: Does it seem like they're doing a lot of um, Challenges from uh, season twenty eight. They are mentioning that, and people online at some of my groups are, you know, is that trying to give a bias to Tosh and Spencer? And I think it's just recent challenges they they happen to really like. Plus, Kagayan, from what I recall, had some of the more more unique challenges and a lot of new types of challenges that we hadn't seen before. But I think it, they need to mix it up a little bit more to be fair. But it does seem like, yeah, this is. Another challenge that Spencer and Tasha were in. It's like every episode. So hopefully they've got some new new things yeah. lined up from different seasons. Right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was just me or if uh, you guys kind of noticed that also. I don't know. I think it's more modern in general because I, I, they have mentioned, like, it's either from Blood versus Water, the first one, you know, Brains, Beauty, Brawn, or Blood right. versus Water, the second one. And a lot of these challenges, I'm like, they've got so many amazing challenges that they've done in the past that they could bring back that weren't even in, no one played in some of the, you know, some of the Africa challenges that none of these people played, they could, you know, do those right. or something. But. Right. I know. Yeah, I mean, the challenges are the best part of watching the whole episode. I love watching the challenges. They're they're a fun part, and that the, that reward seemed like an amazing thing in the middle of the game to get a massage, a shower, and food. I know it was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. That that I mean, even after eight days and going to Ponderosa and being able to take a shower, oh my gosh! I think I washed my hair like four or five times. It took forever. <laughs> my hair was so matted; it was bad. And, uh, you know, just getting all that grime off of you is like, oh, my gosh. It was very nice. So I can't imagine how they felt after 22 days and 
Especially the massage part. Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine having a massage after sleeping on bamboo, which is not not comfortable. Just as soon as you get comfortable, someone moves in the shelter, and then that shifts your bamboo, and it's like, oh, well, it was good while it lasted. (laughs) And the people that did well in the um, reward challenge, most of them were the final few of the immunity challenge, so that did, you know, pay its dividends and, you know, old Joe, I, I think he's winning because he has to win, but I, I don't know if that's – do you think it's a good strategy to win three individual immunities there? I don't. I just don't know if that's a good way to go. Wait, say that again? Uh, Joe, I think Joe has to win or he'd be getting oh, voted out. But right. would, you win, would you win three in a row if you were, you know, the alpha, alpha there that's the target? Well, I mean, Joe's strategy of – he he put himself in a really bad spot by mm-hmm. being such a strong, you know, challenge beast. And, you know, that he knew that was going to put a target on his back. He should have done that. And then once he got himself into that mess, he he needs to play a better social game and get mm. some people – that if he loses his challenge, that he still has people in his court that are going to still keep him there. Yeah. You know. So he he has himself in a pretty big pickle there. I mean, I think that as soon as he loses, he's gone. And no one wins every single challenge once you merge. Yep, even Mike had to pull out the idol. You know, he was pretty strong and he even had to rely on other things to get through right right i mean i mean i guess he could do it but the probability of it is not very good yeah none of these challenge beasts has ever dev has ever won at all so i I doubt he does (laughs) i know and in a way um i don't think that Winning challenges alone should get you the title of sole survivor. I mean, that's not for me to say. That's really for the jury to say. But if I were sitting Mm -hmm. on a jury, I would want somebody that did a little bit of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. It's like like Redemption Island bringing you back into the game. It's kind of, you know, at the end of the day, it would be interesting if there weren't immunity challenges, how you have to actually strategize to get through and not just be saved by a necklace. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Did you have a question, Sherry? Sorry, we I jumped in there That's a little okay. bit. Did you have something? That's all right. That's all right. It's hard to tell when you're on the radio. You can't see when people are getting ready to talk. Um, uh, I wanted to find out from Nina what she thought about them hiding the the uh, hidden immunity idols at the challenges in the beginning of the show. What oh, yeah. Think? What did I think of that? Yeah, did you like them hiding the... You know what? I actually... I did. I loved that idea. And the reason I I love that idea is it's something different they haven't done before, so it was unexpected, especially having all returning players. So this is something they didn't expect. But what else I loved about it was the fact that they had to snatch that idol while everyone else was standing around. And Jeremy and Kelly did excellent in that. I'm not sure I could have done that. 
but they did a they snatched them idols and no one caught them doing that. So I think it put mm. a, a really tense element in watching them do that because you know we the audience knew it was there. So it kind of helped put us on the edge of our seats, like, oh, my gosh, is she going to be able to get that? She's got to get that idol. You know, you kind of were rooting for her to be able to get that and rooting for Jeremy to be able to get that. So I really did. I enjoyed that part. It gave us something new to watch, you know, watch for. And then a new challenge that they had to overcome. Right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly, because, you know, I mean, second chances, everybody's already played. They really needed to throw something in there that they totally were not expecting. Yep, and they're good about that. They're good about finding something always to keep Survivor fresh. Right, exactly, and you have to because otherwise it just starts to get boring. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, new players come in and they go out there and they're like, okay, this is what they're going to do. This is what I need to do. Well, you know, you got to mix it up some. The and, only thing we haven't really seen is, I, the only place we haven't seen idols now is hidden at Tribal Council, which if there was a way to do that, that would be a huge twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which ties into Maine, Nina, if you didn't know, I don't know if I should say this, but one of the post-merge I had with the production team come up with an idea of, you know, the, the rock that sits on the votes at the tribal council when you go to vote. We were going to switch that and make an idol that sat right there where you voted and see if anyone would have claimed it. But we'll see if that comes back into the game at some point in a future future installment of Maine. But that was one yeah. of the reasons we, we were going to try. So it'd be interesting if there was, like, just an immunity idol sitting out at Tribal Council and if somebody just got up and grabbed it in front of everybody. It'd be really it'd be really crazy. It's the one thing we haven't seen yet. <laughs> I know. That actually would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I'll tweet that to Probst, and maybe they can put it in and he can get full credit for it. <laughs> I know that that would be. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if anyone would. I mean, we spent a lot of time looking, you know, at tribal council set and just admiring everything mm-hmm. that was there. I wonder if anyone would really even think to look for something like that. I don't know. It has to be someplace fair for everyone too. But yeah, I think it'd be a a new wrinkle. But yeah, we'll see if they ever do it. <laughs> I know. You know what I'd like to see as a season with no hidden immunity idols. A back to basic season would be phenomenal. I think just eight, two tribes of eight, no no twists, just make it survivor. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just make it basic and and I don't know. I mean, maybe it wouldn't go over very well. But how interesting would it be to have a whole new cast out there looking for this idol that just doesn't exist because there's not one out there? Yep. I think it would be great. and It would, be, it would challenge the, these uh, super strategists to think, I need an idol, I need an idol. Like, well, no, why don't you go talk to somebody or make a new, right. make a new alliance with somebody? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's really what it's all about is, like I said, I think Survivor is really about selling yourself to the people, you know, Mm -hmm. 
making your alliance, getting them to to like you. I mean, also, you know, the challenges and and winning, um, you know, immunity challenge and stuff like that. But you know, mm-hmm. not not doing it so much to the extent where you are now, you know, a target to get voted off because you're so strong. You know, I don't I don't know if Joe makes it to the end, would he win? I don't know. I mean. Like I said, he hasn't been, uh, hasn't had a real strong social game. He, he doesn't have a strong strategy game. It's all just, you challenge, know, winning challenge, the challenges. Challenge. Yeah. I think so, the only close, the only close parallel was Cook Islands with Yule versus Ozzy, and I think what, what would generally happen is what Yule was the strategist, and he won right. five to four over the the guy that was good at the challenges. I think I think most. Survivors would probably vote that way from how I can gauge people. So I think so. I think so. Um, I think, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we've covered it, a whole bunch. I don't know if there's anything else you want to want to cover, but. There's <laughs> <laughs> well, a new survivor offspring in the world. Oh yeah, I did see that sugar, uh, sugar, sugar right? Sugar just had a baby. Isn't isn't she a doll? Oh my gosh! She's beautiful. She oh, is. Yeah. She has a doll. I think she named her after after um. Isn't her name like Norma Jean or or Jean or something? Um, oh. I think that's how they're naming her. Oh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But she's a beautiful baby. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I know, but look at Sugar. You know, can't you can't expect I anything know. less. She's right? a cutie pie. She's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah. <laughs> I I sent her a message trying to for future episodes, and I forgot she just had two babies. I was like, yeah, okay. She's like, hey, you want to <laughs> do a radio show? And it's like. Kind of busy having a baby, so. <laughs> Plus, I wonder what, hopefully Corinne doesn't send any bad gag gifts or something, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's like 5.18. What what time is it there? 8.18? Yeah, we wrap in a few minutes. I mean, Sherry and I will stretch it, but if uh, I think we've pretty much asked everything we can think of. Paul, did you have any uh, questions for uh, Nina before we, uh, before she departs? If she's I, departing, I don't know. <laughs> I have uh, nothing survivor-related, but uh, a personal question. When you, okay. when you did have your hearing loss, what percentage of, of loss did you have in your ears, and how long uh, before you had your uh your implants well you know honestly i am not sure the percentage of loss i had but in my in my worse ear um normal hearing is like 20 decibels and i was hearing Mm -hmm. at a i was hearing at around 80 to 90 decibels which is considered severe hearing loss um in my better ear it was more like 70 to 80 but at that time, they changed the criteria for being able to get a cochlear implant. 
it's a little bit easier to get one now. Back then it was harder. You had to be more profound hearing loss, which is like 90 to 110 decibels, oh, God. Um, you know, before you could hear anything. And what got me the cochlear implants was my speech recognition was in the single digits. So out of 100 words that were spoken to me, I could maybe understand five or six of them. Mm. So wow. when people would talk to me, it was that I could kind of hear them, but I could not understand. It sounded like they were mumbling because right. I wasn't, I could only hear two of the five vowel sounds. Okay. So, I have, I have a little experience with my father. He's, he's quite elderly and I, I don't know how many years he's had his hearing aids. Uh, he just turned 93, but, uh, uh, I went with him many times to uh, to the VA uh, when he would get uh, his hearing test, right. and the the audiologist said if he doesn't understand uh, a certain word, try using a, a synonym because yes, and uh, sounds like that's kind of what would happen with you is you yes you could understand uh, some words, but other words were totally blank, and that's kind of exactly. what I got from the right. audiologist with him but how yeah. long it, that you had this severe hearing loss before you got the implants because it must have been quite a a, a treat to finally get them in here and i was just it, wondering yeah. how, long, how long you went i only went six months and the only reason for that is i had a rapid decline in hearing but the point from when I decided, okay, I really need to do something about this, to when it went from, say, moderate hearing loss to, to severe hearing loss was a matter of, like, two months. Wow. I literally picked up the phone, made a phone call, and could not hear and understand the person at all. That's when I went in and said, okay, really, this is not – these hearing aids that you gave me aren't working. They, they, I, I don't know. Today, Yesterday I could hear a little bit. Today I can't hear anything. So I went in and got tested for um, the cochlear implants, and that was in March. Um, I could have got my surgery right away, but summer was coming up, and I had a vacation and stuff planned, and I did not want to go through surgery and rehab and all that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I waited six months. I waited until summer was over, and I just carried a notepad around with me. And just like wow. if I, it could be complete strangers. Like, well, I'm sorry, I can't hear what you're saying. It's important here. Can you just write it down? <laughs> I'm sure people thought I was crazy. Did you ever but, have any difficulty speaking to other people? Because when you can't hear yourself speaking very well, um, were you still? Because I know some uh, deaf people who learn to talk. It's kind of hard to understand them. But when you right. would ask people to write it down, they always understood you. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with that at all because, you know, I was hearing up until six months before I got the cochlear implant. But what also helped me is my mom is Japanese. So, um, I mean, she's lived here as long as we – she moved here when I was three months old. But all my life growing up, I've always had to really enunciate words, speak, mm. you know, slow and clear with her that – when I lost my hearing, you know, I've always just spoke really clear where people can, you know, hear me. So 
most people, that's what they say. Well, you don't sound deaf at all. I'm like, well, I really only was for like six months before I got my implant. But I have mm-hmm. been told, I, I only got one implant. It was, let's see, I've had that one. I have one for eight years, and the other one I've had for two. So it was six years before I got the second one. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I have had people tell me that I actually speak even clearer now that I've got the second one that I did when I just had the first one. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if that I've just had certain people tell me that. I'm like, oh, really? I never even noticed. <laughs> like right now I'm talking on the phone, and I have – I have what you wear these things on your ear, and they're called speech processors. They look very similar to like a behind the ear hearing aid. And I have one of them completely off, it's just sitting on my desk. The other one I have in what they call T coil, so I can talk on the telephone. Mm-hmm. But right now, okay. I, I'm com- I completely can't hear anything. And I can only hear myself talk because I can hear it through the telephone. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be able to hear myself talk. Wow. I know, it's You're doing pretty, a fabulous job, so. And uh, it's pretty remarkable equipment that I have, and you know the the stuff inside my ear, the surgery, all of that. It's like owning a Ferrari. I mean, each one mm. of these costs a hundred thousand dollars to get. Whoa! Wow. Just for one. I know. So thank God for insurance, but. You know, then you think about, you know, the people in third world countries and stuff that that can't mm-hmm. get these because you see it, you know, I belong to a lot of message groups and Facebook pages and stuff and they have people and, you know, we have people on there from like India and stuff like that and you see them on there all the time looking for used equipment because they just can't afford it. Not the internal stuff because you can't reuse that, but just the outside, mm-hmm. the outside processor that I wear is ten thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad yeah. that you are blessed to have the equipment that you have, Nina. I because you're so deserving of it. You are such oh, a sweetheart. You. And you mm-hmm. have you have it's, all the the gumption and, and spirit, you know, well, that thank, a person can possibly you. have. And I thank so enjoy seeing you on Survivor. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I feel wish very... I would have given you more of a chance. I yeah. know. Oh, well, someone had to go out third, and it was me. <laughs> I hope that we get to see you on a second chance season real soon. Well, thank oh, yeah. you. I I hope so, too. That would be awesome. I would love that. I would love that. But, yeah, I feel and... pretty blessed, too, to have my ears back. And now you say you have equipment that you can actually hear whispering? Yes, it's called a mini mic. And it's a wi- it streams wirelessly into my processor. Someone hmm. could stand like 20 yards away from me with this little microphone and whisper into it, and I could hear them. Wow. Sweet. That's, that's awesome. Incredible. And that's what I'm trying to become is mini mic. So I like the you yeah. got a mini mic. So there you go. <laughs> I know. It's really, go I mean, I'll, I'll go shopping. Mic. Yeah, I'll go shopping with friends or whatever, and I just have them wear it. And they could be, like, on the other side of the store going, hey, Nina, come over here. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool, cool. My that's husband likes great. it. Well, 
we'll go like to restaurants and I'll leave it sitting on the table. And the whole time I'm walking to the bathroom, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, yeah. equipment there. Yeah, people don't know but, what's going on. You can get all kinds of interesting things if they're saying so. I know. It's like, you know, if I leave it sit on the table and I walk away, it's like you better not say anything about me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they have that and they have a Bluetooth um accessory too that I can use and I can stream music now when I go running. I I started running after I lost my hearing and I have never been able to run and listen to music until this year oh. when I got this Bluetooth, um, and I now I can stream music and run, and I don't have any wires at all. I just have to wear this clip on my shirt. Cool. That's I amazing. Know. It is. It's really it, awesome. So now I feel and sometimes I'll run and sing. and <laughs> I'm sure people it's fun to be able to listen to music while you run. I know. I did not. I always told everyone I really don't miss music very much, but I didn't realize how much I did miss it, you know, especially like running or like going to the gym or, you know, doing housework or, you know, just those times that people have their iPods plugged into their ears. You know, I haven't had that for eight years. And then this year they came out with that like oh my gosh this is just like the most awesome thing it's <laughs> great yeah so it's it's been really nice oh it's been awesome. such a pleasure having you on tonight nina thank you so much for calling in well thank oh, yeah. you so much for inviting me it was it was awesome so thanks for doing it <laughs> yeah anytime anytime cool. I'd be happy to come back. Well, we're going to do a recap show possibly on the 10th, I think, of December, and I'm trying to get Will, Carolyn, and Mike as the finalists from last year to kind of, as we go into the finale, so. And I'll probably, yeah. I'll probably, I'll possibly be doing a show from the finale itself, depending on what time I fly back, so. Yeah, that would be cool. Am I going to see you in December, Mike? I will be in L.A., Stalking the former second chance people at the Cast Hotel, and uh, I can't wait to finally meet Savage. He's the only one I haven't uh, talked to. I talked to him in the crowd at the at your finale, but it was from like thirty feet away. So I can't wait to shake his hand and get in a picture. So <laughs> right, <laughs> awesome, cool. Okay, well, I have to go to the gym because I promised somebody I would come up there. I can't run for three or four months, the doctor said, but I can walk on the treadmill and do leg exercises and sit-ups, so I'm going to go up there and do that. All right. Well, have fun, and thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Thank you, Nina. You take care of yourself, hon. I thanks. You too. It was was a pleasure. Uh. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye, hon. What a sweetheart. What an amazing guest. Uh, wow. Great. And uh, that's funny. Any any booter, anybody from the season, what you see on TV and what you get in reality are often different. So Nina was a phenomenal guest. So I want to you know, give her another shout-out. And one other person that 
hasn't really gotten many shout-outs, but does all the promos. I want to definitely sing the accolades of Jason Lee for all these amazing things he makes uh, that get sent out on my Facebook and Twitter and everyone else's that promo this show. And I, does, he, I don't, does he do the stuff for the other shows too, Sherry? Yeah, he or does. Or the, uh, different the talented people that do that? All of our shows. Yeah, and I know I hadn't given him a shout-out before, and I definitely wanted to sing his praises, and he just does amazing things, and I've stolen some of it from my, my own flyer I pass out at charity events. Just I love his work, and, you know, I love the support he brings to at least my show and then, you know, the other shows, too, on the network. So. Yeah, he's he's great. He has helped all of us so much. And, uh, mm-hmm. He makes some great posters. He tweets for us and does a lot of work for the show. And he certainly helps us out a lot. So, And it's not just the ear candy like Sherry and I. It's uh, everybody that's affiliated with the show. So Absolutely. we're a team, and it's we appreciate what he does. So. That's right. I certainly appreciate him a lot. I'm glad you do too, Mike. He's, uh, he's helped us quite a bit, and... He deserves to hear how much we appreciate him because he's been there for us quite a bit, and uh, we don't say thank you enough sometimes. Well, now we have, so. Yeah, shout out to Jason. Um, And then I guess we can talk about this particular show next week. If you weren't familiar, Abraham Lincoln made this holiday called Thanksgiving, which is on the fourth Thursday of every November. which is what next week is. So we will not be airing that. Be with your family and friends or whoever you eat turkey with. So we'll see you back on, what is it, December 3rd, the day after my birthday. So. Oh, your birthday's December 2nd, huh? Oh, yeah, I share it with Britney Spears, uh, yeah, so my birthday, and that's the day, the first day I don't have to eat blended food. So it's uh, it's going to be an exciting birthday for sure. <laughs> wow. You actually get to eat a little birthday cake, huh? Uh, Possibly. We'll see. I can't have carbs. So I don't know what exactly I'll be eating on my birthday, but it won't be from a blender. So... <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) You're going through quite a bit right now, but I know that you'll get through it. You know, it it seems kind of rough right now, but a few more days, and you'll make it through it and put this behind you and march forth on your journey and not look back on all this. And uh, in a few months, you'll be completely different person, not a completely different person, you'll still be you, but you'll be on a new journey and you won't even look back on these days that were so rough. And uh, yep. I know you've got a lot of support, so you'll get through it. Oh, yeah. And I just had somebody pop up on the switchboard just as we're getting ready to close the show. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder who they are. Are they gonna like we're gonna wrap it up, so
Um, let me see. Some 11th hour call. I know. It's Jason. Oh, is it? Hi, Jason. Oh, I just wanted to say thanks for everything, but uh, I wanted to know Mike was going to watch the challenge this year. It starts on his birthday, just to let him know. What was it? The challenge? Yeah. MTV? The challenge? Oh, I haven't. Is that a new? Is that. Yeah, it's a. It starts on your birthday. It's the, you know, Real World Road Rules Challenge. Oh, I didn't know it was coming out then. Yeah, that's what Judge mistakenly thought I was a part of. Uh, not really up on what's been going on, but I'll probably, you know, check it out, see what's going on for sure. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming out on my birthday. Yeah, it's all uh, cast members with each rel- relatives. Oh, well, I'll definitely oh, check that thing out. That. Yeah, so it's called Bloodlines. Okay. Well, Bloodlines. It, it, it should be interesting. Well, something else to check out for sure. Thanks for the recommendation. And I mean, this is our I want the first time ear to ear. Uh, thanks for all you do, man. So thanks. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All righty. Have a thanks good one. Thanks for calling, Happy Jason. Thanksgiving. Thanks no to you and your family as well. Cool, cool, cool. All right, bye-bye. What a show. All right, man. Bye, hon. Wow. Wow, what a great guy. I just adore him. He's good people for sure. Bloodlines, <laughs> a new challenge coming out. Yeah. Oh, it's a... Put it on my DVR and check it out. So. Well, I want to remind everybody to make sure you join us for our amazing race second pit stop show on Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, with our host Louis Stravato from season 16 of the Amazing Race. Then back here again on Monday for the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa from Season 10 of Big Brother. And I don't want to jinx things, but I think in a couple of weeks, twins just might be on the show. But we'll see. Ooh, cool. Um. This coming week, Michelle will not be with us. We're going to hopefully have somebody sit in for her. Um, I'll post on Facebook and Twitter about that later. Um, And then back here again the following Thursday for Mike and the Mike with Big Mike Albright, and that is 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central as well. Next Thursday, I hope everybody has a fabulous giving with your family, friends, anybody, as Mike said, that you eat turkey with. Many blessings to you. We'll be back the following Thursday, same time, same channel. But next Thursday, 
we'll be having Thanksgiving with our families as well. So we won't be here next Thursday. Um, But join us on Sunday and Monday for the Amazing Race Second Pit Stuff Show and Manic Monday. We will be here. So we're going to wrap it up with Ron as we always do. Mike, thank you so much for bringing on another great guest. Oh, yeah, you know, no problem. So <laughs> you brought on some of the most wonderful guests, and we've had such a pleasure talking with them. Um, just really enjoy meeting and talking to some of these survivors and hearing their stories and Mm. It's so interesting to uh, to hear them and hear their stories about Survivor. It's just amazing. So certainly appreciate it. And welcome back and enjoy your Thanksgiving. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. So here's Ron to take us out. Good night, everybody. God bless. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's time to say good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night, all. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. God bless.